You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ Family of Churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. Amen, church. Great to see you, Today we're uh, launching um, a new series. We're really doing um, a concerted effort to take a little bit deeper dive into the Word, uh, spend more time in it, absorb it a little better, give, give us all a little more time with it. So I think we're going to do three or four um, sermons, weeks, of Parable of the Soils. Parable of the Soils. So, when we talk about parables... I'm going to use Mark 4 today. Parable is a story. And there's something that's happening with Jesus. Uh, I think there's something that God wanting Him to do. He's a little frustrated. Because He knows people have a really hard time listening. People have a really hard time listening. Most of us, as we sit here even right now, we're preoccupied with a hundred thoughts. We're thinking about school. We're thinking about tests. We're thinking about work. We're thinking about spouses. We're thinking about kids. Kids are thinking about parents. We're thinking about who likes us and who doesn't like us. Thinking about who we don't like. And why. And if you're like me, we practice speeches with those people. Like, if that guy were here, I'd tell you what I'd tell him right now. I did that with my mom a lot. Mom doesn't get it, right, teens? I'm going to tell her. I'm going to really tell her. She doesn't understand. And I'm going to tell her, and I'm going to tell her like this. It's going to be like that. And then I see mom, I say, hi, mom. And I leave. Listening's hard. Listening's hard because there's so much stuff that's already in our heads It's just like a full cup and you just can't put anything else in there. And so if you really want to listen, you've got to decide that you want to hear something new. You've got to decide you're going to let something in. And honestly, when I think about the cross, really appreciate Mark uh, leading our thoughts today in the cross. There he is, thank you. Uh, Really give us a little more time to, to soak in that. What a treat. Think of what God's doing. Have you ever read the whole book of Ezekiel? It's hard. Or Jeremiah. Or Isaiah. It's gonna, you're going to really work. You're going to really work. And what is God doing? It's a really long message from God. I'm, you guys, there's this and there's that and I'm God and I want you to listen. Relationship and there's problems and there's this and there's that and I'm God and you're you and there's problems and we got to, this is good and that isn't right. And he's talking to them and mostly at the end of it, nothing happens with the people. They don't really, they don't really listen. You know, it's great. God takes Ezekiel and he says, I want you to, you know, I forget the days, 390 days, 400 days on your side. Basically naked, homeless, and as people walk in and out of the city, you're just right there at the gate. You just prophesy just all day, all night. Oh yeah, and by the way, no one's going to listen to you. And then turn over on your other side 40 days and do it all over again. Oh yeah, and by the way, no one's going to listen to you. This is my experience with the people. We do a lot of talking and nobody listens. 
So don't get your hopes up. Over and over and over and over. Thousands of years, thousands of years. And then we get to the cross. And Jesus does these short parables. He really is not much of a preacher outside of Matthew 7. Matthew 7, wow, that's a sermon. But a lot of the other stuff is, right, we're here in Mark 4. Mark 3, the religious leaders are confused. His family's confused. The twelve are kind of confused. We don't really get what he's doing. What is this all about? And he does parable of the soils and he goes, uh, farmer, uh, seed and soils, um, do you really want to hear? That's what it's about. I don't think that really answered anybody's question. But it gives you an insight into what he's doing. He's not going to do these long sermons. He's not going to whack again and again and again with sermons. I'm I'm going to be an example. I'm going to be with the people. I'm going to touch lepers. Uh, I'm going to heal the blind. I'll do these parables, way more parables, short. Uh, uh, What's the kingdom like? Uh, Mustard seed. That's it. Thanks for coming. That's what you get. That's what you get. A lot of your days. And then they're going to go hike and camp for hours and hours and hours. But then at the end, it's the cross. And you can't not listen to that. At the end, it's only Him hanging. That's the message. At the end, it's just Him hanging. And that's the message. And your faith or your Christianity really is very simple. Can you hear that? How... Do you say thank you for that? That's your Christianity. That's your faith. Watch Him love you. Now your turn to respond. What does that do? See, if it's a lot of talk, sorry, and this is a sermon, so it ends up being a lot of talk, it's sort of counterproductive. <laughs> a lot of talk, it, it, you get stuck in the head. Watch a man die? Watch a man die? Because he loves you? Whoa. It's going to do something in here. That's, that changes your heart. Ask yourself this. What's the biggest change you've ever made in your life? What's the biggest change you've ever made? This year, what have you changed? Any change this year? Right? Sort of the human condition is the struggle and this wrestle with being stuck and stuck and stuck and thinking about changing. Richard Rohr has a great line in this. We don't think ourselves into new ways of being. Which is usually what we try to do. If I think myself and I coach myself and I talk myself into it, maybe I can make a little change. 
And it usually doesn't work. The brain and the body just aren't very good at it. We live ourselves into new ways of thinking. I think that's what the cross is doing. I think that's what the message is doing. I think that's what God's trying to do right now with us. Lots of thinking. Okay, think a little bit. But at the end of the day, what will we change? What will we do? And a lot of that depends on the heart. Jeremiah says the heart's a wild thing. The heart, the heart is deceitful. Above all things. Wow, that's kind of strange. But you know, you get that. You get that. When you're angry, what's your anger say to you? Be careful. Because it's going to say things like, kill that guy. You, you know what you want to do? You want to kill that guy. When you're, when, you're, when you're aroused, when you're emotional, and you're sad, right? Careful. You fall into despair. You want to hurt yourself. That's deceitful. Heart's deceitful. Heart's deceitful. When we're worried about other people and what other people are saying and thinking about us, we're just so out of touch. We're just trying to please the crowd. Ah, but it's a drug. It's an opiate. It, uh, uh, it does something to us. It makes, it makes the human condition deceitful. So out of touch. Parable of the soils. I think he's talking about this. We all love peanuts. Do you understand? Yes, I understand. You don't have to yell at me. Perhaps you're right. Perhaps I shouldn't yell at you so much. But I feel that if I talk to you quietly as I am doing now, you never listen. So a lot of husbands and wives talk to each other and a lot of parents and kids. I, would, I wouldn't yell. I wouldn't yell if I thought you were listening. So we get these four soils. Let's take a peek at them in Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Yep. Can't go anywhere now without my little glasses. See? Without my glasses. I'm in Mark 12. I'm telling you. <laughs> when, did, when did 12 start looking like 3? <coughs> Sorry. No, Mark 4. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake, and the crowd that gathered around him was so large, he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake, while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching he said, Listen! farmer went out to sow a seed. Right? And right outside, right outside, are the Pharisees. They don't know. They're, try, they're already starting to figure out, trying to figure out how, how they can kill him. And his family's right outside. His mother, his brothers, they're right outside. They're like, he's acting. He's out of his mind. And the twelve are trying to figure out what he's doing. A farmer went out to sow seed. As he was scattering, the seed fell along the path, and the birds came up and ate it. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly. Because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop. Some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears, let him hear. Whoever has ears, let him hear. Let me just scoot on over here to verse 12 because this gets to the heart of all this parable talking. 
so that they may be ever seen, man, but never perceiving. Some of your um, translations have never understanding. Never perceiving, never understanding. Or ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Man, otherwise they might turn. Otherwise they might turn. Otherwise they might change their minds. Otherwise they might repent. Otherwise they might get it. Otherwise they might be, they might be freed from an addiction or a bad relationship or something toxic in their life. Otherwise, they might be healed. But they never get it. They never get it. And so he just says, real simply, yeah, yeah, heart to soil. And the Bible does a lot on this. How would you describe the condition of your heart as you sit here today? Not your personality. We do lots of personality stuff. Introverts and extroverts and Myers-Briggs people and Enneagrams, zeros, ones, twos, threes, fours. There's lots of personalities, but they're not the same as heart. What's the condition of your heart? It's what God wants to know. It's what Jesus is trying to help you see. You know, some of us were like, um, you know, a hard path and the birds come and grab that seed. And some were rocky path and we, we, there's no root and so it doesn't last. And then we've got some thorny soil. And that does good for a bit, and then it gets choked out. Boy, then we got this good soil. Now, if you're like me, uh, I go through most of these every day. Sorry, right? I mean, I'm a morning guy, so I usually kind of get up in good soil. Man, the world is awesome! There's a sun out there, Tanya! Have you ever seen the sun? The sun is out there, it's amazing! There's birds and trees... And people, and that's when I start to go downhill. People. It was going so well. It was going so well. Man, I was doing great. And then I usually go, I sort of go backwards, and then I usually go to thorny soil. Then I'm like, ah, there's people out there, and, they, and um, they're hard. And, man, choked out by the worries of life, deceitfulness of wealth, that's the thorny soil. And I got bills, I got to go to work because I have bills to pay, and I got children to provide for, and I'm getting older, my back hurts, and my knee's a little tight today, just trying to stretch out my hamstring, I don't know if that's going to work today or not. And my vision, I'm sort of losing my vision, so I got to make sure I got my glasses. And see, you're already getting choked out. And then I just get frustrated with that, and I'm like, rocky path. And then by the time I have a cup of coffee, I'm sort of hard path, like, I'm numb. <laughs> Going out into the world. Put on some armor. Put on some armor. Hard path. That's where I sort of end up by about 8 in the morning. <laughs> and I spend the whole day trying try to get back into some good soil. Because I need an anchor. I need an anchor. I need an anchor for my soul. I need an anchor. Because the heart isn't a very good anchor, but we all have conditions in it. I think about our teens. We've been doing Mark for the Bible talk and the teen ministry, and it's been a great time. I've really enjoyed it. And teens are so worried about not fitting in. 
about standing out. But this is sort of true for all of us, I think, right? Why are you trying so hard to fit in? When you were born to stand out. You're born to stand out. It's hard to be a kid because you got to do what they tell you to do. You got to do what the teachers tell you to do. And, right, kids, you got to do what your dad tells you to do, but really you're worried about your mom. You really got to do what your mom tells you to do. And that creates the relationship that we're talking about. And you got to do what coaches tell you to do, and you got to do what police tell you to do, and you got to do, you got to do, you got to do everything. But you're born to stand out. You're born to become. And now here we are, some of us later in life, we get to reflect a little bit, well, well, what have I become? What have I become? What am I becoming? And it's never too late. We're all still becoming. Depends on the condition of the heart. Depends on the soil. Isaiah 65, all day long. Makes me think, I was thinking about Mark, what Mark was going to do, and I, I love this passage. All day long I hold out to my hands to an obstinate people. All day long. Think about that though. You get up in the morning, and Jesus is right there all day long. And you get in your car, he's right there all day long. And you get to your class, and Jesus is still there all day long. And you go to lunch, and he's right there all day long. And you you get some emails done, and he's still there all day long. You do dinner, he hasn't gone anywhere all day long. And then it's the end of the day, and it's all day long, I'm still right here. I'm still right here. But again, what's the heart do? It's obstinate. It's hard. It's preoccupied. It's thinking about its own things. It's thinking about its own imagination. It does what it does. And so we get these soils. So first of all, we're not going to really take a deep dive into any of these. I just want you to think about them and remember. And I'm trying to connect these a little bit to uh, Mark's um, message on the cross and some of the people that were there. Because there's so many different people, so many different kinds of soils. Why do we have hard path? Where does hard path come from? It comes from being afraid. Right? Which creates that resistance, which creates that push. I think, I think it comes from being hurt. I think it comes from being cynical. I just don't really want to believe. Belief's scary. Why is belief scary? Because you might be disappointed. So belief becomes scary. We become cynical. I think this is the crowd. I think the crowd at the cross is a hard path. We don't want Jesus. We don't want Jesus. Who said that? Who even said that? Who's the first guy that said that? We don't know. But all of a sudden, the crowd's like, yeah, we don't want him. Maybe it's the same guy. Maybe it's the guy next to him. Yeah, we don't. We, give us Barabbas. And then again, the whole crowd, yeah, give us Barabbas. Afraid, hurt, cynical, the crowd. Think of the shallow soil, the shallow soil. I think it's about being non-committal. We're afraid, afraid of committing. We're not that interested in being in a deep relationship with God. We lose, use a lot of metas, metaphors for this. You don't really want to be an athlete with a jersey. You want to be a cheerleader with the pom-pom. Go, Jesus, go. But I don't really want to get down there and put on a uniform and be in the game. Non-committal. You're interested maybe in dating God, but you don't really want to get married. That's a different story. That's a different story. That's a different story. Creates shallow soil. It's very self-protective. It's very self-protective. Probably Peter. Uh Uh-oh, this isn't going the way that I thought. And it's a little chaotic. 
And, right, guys, teen guys, Peter's very much a teen guy here, and there's girls. I better just fit in. I better not stand out. I better try and look cool. I, I, I better be cute. Maybe the girls will like me. And he just folds shallow. Peter's heart. And then there's people there that are among the thorns. Right? And Mark tells us that the thorns are about worries. And we all get worried. I don't think you can have a brain and not worry. Because it's always trying to forecast and predict the future. And the future for all of us has some landmines in it. And so it worries. Deceitfulness of wealth? Wow, that's hard not to think about that. If we had more money, what would we be? Happier? Life's a little easier? Something. And um, desires for other things. Yeah, that's not new. Uh, the grass has always looked greener on the other side. And I think that's probably a little bit of pilot. And there he is, dying as a tree. Ah, the good seed. He only says, he doesn't say a lot about it. Now, we all want to lead today, I'm assuming, with good soil. Well, how do you get good soil? How do you turn your heart into good soil? He just says, hear the word and accept it. The good soil is the guy that hears the word and accepts it. He hears the word and he accepts it. He hears the word and he accepts it. I think it's probably Simon of Cyrene. He didn't know Jesus. He's just visiting for Passover. And he sees this guy. They are beating him and he's bleeding and he's dying. He's got this cross and he hears the word. He doesn't have to hear any of the, he doesn't have to hear the, any of the sermons. He just sees Jesus. And what's the Spirit telling him to do? Go help that guy. Grab him. Go help that guy. Go help that guy. He doesn't know anything. And he just, he just moves Jesus over and grabs that cross and they, they keep moving forward. Let the Spirit talk to you. That's what the good soil does. Simon of Cyrene. Now this week, uh, or this past month, we've gone through some loss. I, I'm sorry, I, we heard from Drew. I didn't know you guys were going to do that. That was really moving. Uh, if you're not familiar, Drew is the, was the man in the video that is in the wheelchair and he passed three or four, three or four weeks ago. Right after the anniversary. Right after the anniversary. And earlier in the year, we lost Jack, and um, we were able to do the funeral and be with Bridget for all that. That was really, really moving for us. Many of you know Sydney. I saw Sydney at teen camp. Teens, how many of you remember Sydney from teen camp? And a lot of you remember Sydney from being your preteen, preteen teen teacher. And she was, she was looking like she was really battling cancer. And it's just so incredible. Teens running around and tribe leaders and all the energy. And there's Sydney. I just, I marveled at that. I, I went over there and I talked to her. I said, Sydney, God, this is amazing. You're here at teen camp. Um, are you okay? I asked her, are you okay? And she, you know, she, she knows she's dying of cancer. She's like, she doesn't really answer the question. She goes, I wouldn't trade this for anything. That was Sydney. Yeah, I wouldn't trade this for anything. And of course, so many of us have been uh, really touched by Albert and just the great Christian man that he's been. Become really good friends with um, David Jackson in the last year, and that's probably his best friend. And uh, you know, David, he's David. He'd be really proud of you. He'd be really proud of you. 
He really loved you. And I want us just to think right now. What have you changed in your life? These three plus Drew have gone through the largest transformation they've ever gone through. Their body's gone. The body just dies. I was literally holding Jack's hand as he died. And it's honestly it's honestly kind of anticlimactic just just watch the beeps on the life support things fade away and then they just stop. And you go, wow. That's it. That's the body. It just stops. But now from the other side, they want to talk to you. Albert wants to talk to you. Stop. Stop it. You know what it is. Stop. Sydney wants to talk to you. Stop it. She knows what insecurity was. She knew what fear was. And now she doesn't have it anymore. Stop. And Drew and Jack, they know what's in the world. Go. Can you hear them? Go. Go. You know what it is. It's time to go. You don't need to stay here. Go. You don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be insecure. You don't need to be stuck. But you've got to have the right kind of heart. You have to have a soft soil in there where you're not going to hear it. And this is sort of condition of life. We're going to always be worried about our stuff. We're always going to be thinking about other things. We're always going to have our struggles and our pains. But right now, right, we all need a little anchor. Come on out. Come on out, singers. Come on out. It's so great to have the IM ministry with us. Can we give them a little love? Can we give the IM ministry a little love? Where are you, Zoe? There we are. We need a little, we need a little love. The IM ministry. The IM ministry. It's so great having you guys with us. And as we sing, let's just worship together. Amen? And let's remember those who have just now gone before us and been transformed with no more worries and no more pains. And no more fear. That's what the cross does to us. God bless you. God bless the church. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.